Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I am super excited to welcome Randy Smith to the show. She is the founder and lead designer of Sugar Euphoria in North Carolina. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, like I said in the intro, like I was stalking uh, Instagram and your cakes are amazing. Like, how did you, like, did you always kind of do that or... Did it just kind of come? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that wonderful compliment. Um, But I grew up baking. But when I say baking, I mean, you know, chocolate chip cookies and cookie bars and like pound cake and brownies. Nothing as elaborate as the wedding cakes that I do now. And I actually grew up in a family that did wedding cakes. However, my grandmother, her mom and my grandmother's sister all did wedding cakes like in the 70s and the 80s. Like think, you know lights and waterfalls and pillars and mm-hmm. cake spanning like a six foot table that old school Wilton style. Um, so I went off to college and I didn't bake a single thing for four years. And it wasn't until I graduated and I was kind of by myself in my college town, binging cake boss and was like, you know what? I can bake too, right? I've, of course I can do this. They make it look so easy. Um, and so I started on my journey as a cake designer. And let me tell you, it was not as easy as I thought it was. Um, I definitely had to invest a good bit of money in cake design classes and learning under under various mentors and, and other amazing designers. Yes. Oh, I love that. And I love that you say, you know, you're passionate about celebrating life's big moments. I just, I, I love that, that you focus on that and like weddings and everything's because I feel like we all live life so quickly. And so it's important mm-hmm. to, you know, really take a little bit of time and, and celebrate the big and little things that matter. Yep. So we're like, oh, you know, your kid got accepted into college or they bought home a good report card. You can get a cake for that. It doesn't <laughs> just have to be like massive events or like milestone birthdays. It can be for anything. You just want to have the time to gather around a table, take some pictures and eat some good cake. Yes. I, I feel the same way about champagne. So actually cake and champagne yeah. together. Like that's... Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. And so I'm, yeah, I'm glad you got your champagne in time. Um, so I mean, it's funny that you said cake boss. Cause my daughter is like obsessed with cake boss. <laughs> and, um, I didn't even know about his big accident until recently. Did you hear about that? No, I have not followed them. Oh, it's probably been since like 2015 was the last time I watched an episode. I have no idea what's going on with Buddy and his crew. Yeah, well, he went to, uh, he has like his own home bowling alley. And you know how they always say, don't stick your hand in the thing to get the ball out. And he did. No. Yes. And he only has like, he can only use like his hand 10% or something like that. So oh. he, he can't design and everything, but hopefully it'll come back over time. But it's hopefully. been pretty bad. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh my I goodness. I know. 
I'm sorry. I totally, I feel like I totally just brought our vibe down. Okay. I'll just no, like- no, no, that's fine. Because I mean, that, that's one of the things that I worry about too. Like I wear a brace on the days when I'm not decorating because I roll and need so much fondant and doing the same motion mm-hmm. with making frosting and decorating cakes. Like the minute my wrist starts to hurt just a little bit, I'm like, Oh, Nope. Got to put a brace on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so I can't wait to dive into our topic today because like I said, right before we started recording, I talked to a lot of business owners and and a big struggle is social media and, and understanding it and, you know, being consistent with it. So I know you use that to, you know, grow your business a lot. Um, you know, how do you like, is there any, like, what would you say like has helped the most or like, what's your favorite platform or how do you kind of like approach social media for your business? Oh, this is a great question. So yeah, I've definitely been a social media junkie for a long time. Um, Just last week, Twitter was like, hey, you've been here since 2009. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So I love, I mean, Twitter for personal, I definitely don't promote sugar euphoria on that platform. Mm -hmm. But I would say that my two favorite social media platforms are Instagram and Pinterest. And I guess Pinterest is kind of on that fine line of social media search engine. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are my two favorite ones. Um, And so, yeah, I just was kind of feeling a little lost on Instagram for a long time. I was just posting, you know, whatever with no real commentary, no real story behind my pictures. And it wasn't until um, somewhat recently that I, took a different approach to social media Mm -hmm. and instead of just posting a pretty picture of a you know of a professionally photographed cake and kind of walking away I started to weave my story into what I share on Instagram and I think that's the reason why I've seen such a tremendous amount of growth lately Um, because I'm really intentional about sharing my values and the mission and the vision behind sugar euphoria with my audience Yes, and so I, it's yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> um, so that's one, definitely Instagram, and I've just seen an expansion of like the type of people that follow me. So before it would just be like other folks in the industry, and I felt like brides weren't really finding me; they were coming from other referral sources. But now I have a ton of brides just commenting on my pictures, and then I'll be like get an inquiry I'm like hey that name looks familiar and it's because we've been chatting like not about their specific wedding cake but about some of the stuff that I share in my Instagram posts or in my IG story so that's been a huge help um, to getting just referrals and revenue really is just being yeah. authentic and and sharing why I do what I do and how I love to celebrate yes and I think you know I it, it makes so much sense but I think as business owners you know a lot of times we get in there and we kind of forget to share our story. You know what I mean? When that really is like that connection point. And I'm like, I talk to a lot of people or I'll kind of audit their social media and it's like promo, promo, promo. And I'm like, we, they want to know about you, you know, and like mm-hmm. why you're doing it. What, like what lights you up, you know? And then, then you really like start to make that connection and then, you know, grow. And, you know, like you said, things fall into place that way. Yep. So IG is definitely number one. And Pinterest is something that I neglected for so long. <laughs> for so long. I was, you know, I was on Pinterest and I 
pin boards for like baby nurseries. And then I was done having kids and I kind of left it alone for a while. Um, and then I was talking to a few of the women in my mastermind. They're like, nope, got to get back on Pinterest, get, <laughs> you know, get tailwind and post. And it's so wild to see, again, how many people have Pinterest as a referral source. Yeah. Um, because I'm really intentional, like posting about the venues that I work with here, the venues that I want to work with and the weddings that I've done and um, just like tagging the location and brides are finding me there too. I mean, you know, and couples are like, they spend so much time with their boards and sometimes they don't even realize that it was my cake that they <laughs> pinned to their board. It's so funny when they show up to the, um, to the consultation with one of my cakes that kind of went viral on Pinterest, but oh, yeah. that's awesome. It is. It's always funny. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love Pinterest. And I feel like it's pretty neat too. I was just, I hopped on the other day, like, and I hadn't been on for a while and I was like, whoa, they've kind of changed things up over the last like six months Mm -hmm. or something. And like the, like the stories, they have the story pin now. So I just tested one of those out to see what it did. So yeah, they have, I just love that platform. It's really, it's really neat. It is. It's super cool. And then I think lastly, the one that I that's not as fun and, and pretty and is actually not social media, but I am a stickler for updating Google My Business and I'm a local um, business, right? I don't travel too far out of my radius unless I'm flying for a special wedding, but I don't drive too far. So I got a report that said I had like 600,000 views on my um, Google page wow, just in the awesome. last month. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely not social media, but it's a marketing platform that I just, again, was left alone for years. And then I had an SEO person come in and say, nope, we're going to revamp this. Make sure you share pictures and updates. And it's just boomed. So, yes. Oh, I love that you brought that up because, yeah, I talked to a lot of business owners again, like they don't really, you know, they, they claimed their listing, but again, they don't really use it or know the power in it, you know, of just keeping up with it. And like you said, sharing the pictures and, you know, you can share posts of what you've got going on and, you know, any platform that you use, they love that. Well, when you do it like Google or it's Facebook, you know, like, so they, they just like kind of encourage that. So the more you use it, the more like traction you're going to get. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so important. Like, you know, I, I have, we work with a lot of like online businesses too. And that is important because people can leave reviews and stuff, but for like the brick and mortars or even like, you know, if you have a photography business and you're, you know, out of your house, even that, you know, people, people being able to find you in your area is super important to do Google my business. I, yeah, I love it. Not very pretty. But no, it's it not super exciting. <laughs> right. It gets the job done in like a very powerful way. So. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what's like a big mistake you see people doing on social media? Like, I, I, like, I know, like when I get DMS from random people about like selling to me, like right that second, like, I'm like, why are you doing that? But do you see like, um, (laughs) are there any trends or like mistakes that you see often? (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely trying to like network or collab (laughs) with (laughs) other vendors, kind of like cold calling in their DMS. Is it? just a big mistake and and I think it's okay to start a relationship from social media but that looks to me that looks like going to their profile and engaging with their posts or their call to actions in their you know right there on the feed or in the story 
um, or just chatting it up in the DM before going straight for the ask. I think that <laughs> that's something that I see pretty often, especially having been in the industry um, for eight plus years and seeing kind of the evolution of it all. So that would be uh, one thing that I would advise people to stay away from. Yeah. Um, but another, but another mistake that I see often is people just not being social on a social media app. And mm -hmm. so you can't post and just disappear and expect one that people are going to find you because the algorithm is, is not going to boost you as high because it's looking for engagement. So there, I mean, there are so many schools of thought about what that looks like and rules that you should follow. But for me, it's just, Hey, I have some free time. I'm going to pop in here and see what my, my folks are doing and share some love and sprinkle them with compliments and respond to the comments on my pictures. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be all consuming, but you definitely want to spend time um, with, with your followers um, on social media. I think that's one thing that we just, you know, nobody wants to get caught up and addicted to their phone and their IG and the numbers, but right. you definitely need to engage. So that's, one of the biggest mistakes and I mean I'm guilty of it too there are days I'm like oh boy I posted two days ago and I just left these people hanging <laughs> yeah it's true I mean life gets in the way sometimes for sure it does it does but if you can find time to go ahead and um, just chat with people on social media I think that's going to be a big a big boost to your profile um, and then also just not being your authentic self. I think, you know, for small business owners, we are the face of our brand. Um, and a lot of our clients want to buy from people, right? We're not a big box corporation. We're not like anonymous behind our account. So I think it's okay to share some personal stuff on your social media. Definitely, you don't have to open the floodgates and, and share all the intimate details of your life. But people, like you were saying earlier, people want to see who you are and, and what you bring and what value you bring. And, you know, if you show up authentically, the right people will find you. Yes. 100%. I love that. And I love that you, you mentioned the engagement too, because it is social, you know, it's supposed to be a two-way street, you know, you're not just mm -hmm. putting it out there. Um, like you said, for the algorithms, like they don't like that, but also to the people, like they can, you know, your followers, you can feel that. Like if it's just yeah. push, push, push and not like give anything back, that's not a really good strategy. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly it. <laughs> um, so do you use like a content calendar or schedule or anything like that? Like how do you plan out your content or what does that look like? Like if somebody was like, okay, listening to this, like I want to get started with social media, but I'm not sure how to like, cause I feel like people get overwhelmed with it. The thought of, mm -hmm. you know, posting and what do I post and how often? So I don't know. Do you have any tips on any of that? Yeah, I definitely use a scheduler. I am big on it. I use, I'm always feeling like I'm saying this wrong, but I use Planoly. Yeah. I haven't used it, okay. but I've heard great things. Okay, good. I'm like, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, but I use that um, both on my phone and on my desktop. So I usually just, like if I get a gallery, or if I take a picture, the first thing I do is just pop it in there so that I know that I have content. And then I'll play around with how I want it to be presented or if there are any special days coming. So for instance, around Valentine's Day, I always try to stick to the pinks and the reds and the blush. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized inadvertently I stuck to greens. 
St. Patrick's Day. Didn't even do that intentionally, but it definitely um, helps me plan out what I'm going to share. And there are times when I just share on a whim, especially if I'm out with the kids or I think something is going to be funny or my audience might enjoy, I'll definitely share. But using a scheduler definitely helps me, you know, when I'm like, okay, I should probably show my face and introduce myself to folks or talk about a little known fact, but I don't want to like overwhelm you guys with my <laughs> face. So, um, you know, just being able to see that and, and stick to like themes or colors or just so it looks cohesive, but not overly um, contrived. It still looks a little bit organic. And I think people appreciate that too. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, I, th- I feel like, you know, over the last year, since we've all been kind of at home and, you know, it's, it's definitely, I feel like taken a part of the you know, like it used to be like, oh, Instagram worthy feed and everything was perfect. But I feel like we mm-hmm. got really thrown into like real life and people have been sharing that <laughs> a lot more, you know, like I can't go get my hair dyed, you know, or and, like, I don't, I can't go out for a branding shoot, you know? And I think that's really cool. And that's, you know, again, like you were saying, showing up as your authentic self, you know, um, you don't want like a whole sloppy, messy feed, but it doesn't have to be right. perfect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I used to feel like, okay, I can't get on Instagram stories because I haven't been to the hairdresser in months. But then I'm like, you know what, we're all kind of living a similar life right now. And if you were to come and see me for cake tasting, I definitely won't look like I stepped out of the salon. So (laughs) this is okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. So for a story, like, how do you like kind of differentiate you know like your feed content as opposed to like your stories content like do you have like a certain strategy for that or just it kind of comes a little more organically um I think it comes a little organically but I also notice that when I want to share a story that I'm usually doing something where I feel like I need or sharing something that I think is going to be educational Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like if I really want brides to like understand what they need to ask about flowers for their cake before their consultation, I think they'll probably want to listen to me talk about that and talk to them instead of like reading a caption. So I tend to, to keep my educational content, just like tips or something that I've come across or just something that I'm doing or technique that I'm doing in the stories. And then the feed is more of like specific to an actual cake that I've done and more of the finished product. So I love that. That's kind of how I separate it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and like, do you use hashtags like, or how do you have like a certain hashtag strategy? Cause that's another thing too. You know, I talk to people and they're like, well, I'm not really sure which ones to use or how many to use or where to put it. Or, you know, like all the, the hashtags is its own whole, like, monster but in a good way monster it is it is I <laughs> I am um, I do have a number of hashtag groups so if I am sharing a cake that is a little bit more boho or the colors are a little bit more muted I would hashtag um sites like green wedding shoes mm. over like style me pretty or wedlocks because I just know it's not the type of content that fits what they have going on. Mm -hmm. So I kind of toggle between a few, depending on what it is that I'm sharing. 
um, and that I want to get picked up by publications or just followers of publications as they're scrolling through the hashtags. I also am really big on location-based hashtags, again, because I'm here in Raleigh in North Carolina, so I always tag the big cities around me. Hmm. And funny story, I... (laughs) I'm from the Bahamas originally, and I got a message from a girl that I know from back home where it was her friend's birthday, and she was looking for a cake for him. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, this is so crazy, but I was just going through Raleigh Bakery, and I saw a bunch of your cakes, and I was like, wait, I know her from Nassau. <laughs> so it reached somebody all the way in the Bahamas. So I'm definitely big on local hashtag. Um, I also hashtag like what it is that the cake is depicting. So mm. if it's sugar flowers, then I'm like, this is a sugar flower cake or geode cake or fresh floral cake or painted buttercream. So if, for me, it's a mix of location, publications that I want um, to see the work. And then folks in the cake community might be searching for, which is the actual type of design that I'm doing. So I think folks can definitely mix it up and play around mm-hmm. with some of those things but I would also say you know you don't have to reach your hashtag limit every time you post (laughs) you don't have to do 30 hashtags on every post just some real key ones will get you just as much exposure as bombarding the hashtag section with a ton of them (laughs) totally yeah it's better to be like intentional than just like try and think of 30 you know just to Mm -hmm. do it yeah Um, yeah and you can definitely experiment and you know you won't get it perfect you won't see like a lot of hits or show up on the explore page the first time you do it but definitely feel free to experiment and not get so bummed out if it doesn't work the first time right yeah yeah it takes a while to kind of see the trends Mm -hmm. and what's working and what's not um have you done any instagram reels i do i do reels I wish I was so much better at them with all of the transitions and stuff. Um, (laughs) I know it takes a little while. Like I have to like do it like five times to get one. It does. It really does. And I, (laughs) I'll admit I'm not too savvy on how to create them within Instagram or even on TikTok. So I use another app called in stories where I just slice them together Mm -hmm. and put music behind them and then upload it as a reel because I haven't figured it out on the Instagram on the native app yeah and I also have a business account and so on the business account I can't share music to my reels I'm like well that's a bummer like right I need some cool music so that's why I did in stories and I did a few from TikTok and imported them but I didn't like that the TikTok watermark was all over the place and I couldn't control it well, and I've heard they they don't like Instagram does not want the TikTok on there, like the right. Logo. Exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. Same thing. I have a well, I had a business account, and then I couldn't get the music, so I switched to a creator account. And I've noticed, <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm, yeah, that'll work. I still get analytics, and that's how I got around that because it was so frustrating not being able to have music. Like that's the whole point of with the reels. Like they've got to go together. I know. Yeah. So, but I did the same thing two weekends ago. And then I went to post, like do automatic post from Planoline. It was like, oh, you have a creator type. You can't do that. And I was like, no, I can't win. (laughs) So it's almost like I have to toggle back and forth, depending on what I'm doing. If I'm doing a reel, which I don't do often, I might just need to switch back to creative for the time being and then go back to business later. That's funny. I like, why wouldn't they give businesses the music option? Like Instagram, if you're listening, why won't you give us the option? <laughs> like, 
I know. I know. Trust me, guys, we're not profiting that much from sharing (laughs) reels and using other people's music. We're not a threat. (laughs) totally um speaking of hashtags and I was thinking of Pinterest like is it a good practice because I don't know I Pinterest is probably like I love it for personal and I have used it a little bit for business but I don't know the intricacies as much as I do like Instagram or Facebook do you use hashtags on Pinterest as well you know I do but I don't know how much weight they carry (laughs) (laughs) I do because I'm like I think it's a good idea to hashtag these um, but I'm intentional about intentional about including, you know, a lot of those keywords in the description as right. well as the hashtags. I'm like, one these are doing the job, but I'm just not sure which one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I've heard like you use the keywords kind of like similar, like creating like a meta description kind of right for like a page, mm-hmm. like, okay. And that's how people can find you. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And I've heard like, you know, they say like a pin never dies, you know, like, because unless you unpin it or delete it, you know, like it stays floating in the Pinterest atmosphere, <laughs> you know, so it's a, like, it does. it's not as volatile as like a Google ranking, you know? So yeah, Pinterest is definitely a really beneficial platform for sure. It it really is. And I should probably study the intricacies a little bit more, but Right now it's working and unless they switch it up again, I think I'm just going to stick to what I'm doing. Yeah, totally. If it's working, you know, Mm -hmm. don't fix it or whatever. Right. Right. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to share about like social media for business owners or like, you know, I don't know, like what the number one tip would be to get started or whatever you feel like, you know, sharing. Sure. So I think that the first thing folks should do before they try to hash out a social media strategy is just get really clear on their mission, vision, and purpose. It's something that my mentor has all of us do um, in our mastermind, and it really helps guide what you want to share. Like once you get really clear on what you want to present to people and why you do what you do, it becomes a whole lot easier to figure out what to share and what to talk about. So definitely spend some time working on that and then sitting down and putting aside some time to create your little buckets of content that you want to share so that you can mix it up and you know maybe sometimes it's behind the scenes maybe sometimes it's something personal or a finished product and I think you'll start to see a lot of traction and engagement if you do it that way yes 100% I am total sense like I feel like it's it's just so much more effective and, and efficient when you, you know, you know who you're talking to and why you're talking to them and how you're, you know, what your problem you're trying to solve, what they're struggling with. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Precisely. I love, that. I love that. Okay. So at the end, I usually ask five favorites, but I kind of am interested. I'm going to switch it up a little bit and ask you what okay. the favorite, like the most favorite cake you've ever created is. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) I have one that immediately jumped to mind and it was a geode cake for this couple that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. They came to me and they said, we want a geode cake. And I was like, cool, but let's not do the things that you see all the time for like kids birthday parties. Let's elevate the look. And Mm -hmm. so we did like a five tier towering cake that had just geode indents all over it and I custom colored the rock sugar so it wasn't 
one of those bright neon colors. It was a really fun berry red that we did. And it's still my absolute favorite cake. That is so cool. How long does that take you to make? That's got to take so much time. It took a lot of time. It did. (laughs) But I was so happy with the end product that I was like, you know, I'm not even upset that I've only slept a few hours in the last (laughs) few days. (laughs) But I love that cake so much. And I, I think I love it because it was so far outside of my usual style Mm -hmm. and so it definitely stretched me creatively but it was such a fun cake to do and they loved it and that that makes it all worth it when they walk in there and they gasp and then they send me pictures of the cake afterward and comment all the time whenever I post it to social media (laughs) yeah I'm gonna have to go find a picture of that I'm like so interested now (laughs) oh yeah it was fun that's awesome. That's so neat. Yeah. I love baking, but I've never gotten into like the cakes and pastries. I always did bread like, mm. and so that was always fun. But my daughter, like I said, is getting into to baking and um, we have, she just got like Christina Tosi's cookbook for, <gasps> yes. oh, oh my God, her stuff is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, you can only make this stuff like once a month because like they're it's so rich and so good. Like we just all demolish it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, yeah, I need to see pictures of that because I, I have the cookbook too and I've never done it. <laughs> oh yeah. They, she's got some really good stuff there. She has this one like s'mores pancake. Oh my God. I don't mm. even like pancakes, but it's divine. <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's fun because okay. you know, she, she kind of tailors it for kids. And so like, she just has a blast making all of the recipes. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. My daughters love to bake too. They come home from school and they're like, so can we make a cake today? And I'm like, no, we cannot. But <laughs> they're five and three. So you can imagine oh. the type of mess that yes. we get into. Mm-hmm. Flour everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. So oh. I love it. I know. It's so fun. Yeah. Like just the memories and, you know, making all those memories and it's just it. Baking is so neat. Like, it's just such a, like you said, like sitting around and eating the product, you know, with family and friends, but also like creating it and making those memories along the ways too is just Mm -hmm. another reason to celebrate. Yeah. Well, awesome. This has been such a fun conversation and you've shared so much. Like, I'm so excited for everybody to listen to this one because you really addressed a lot of points and I feel like you said it in a way that people can take it and put it into action and not feel overwhelmed. So I just really appreciate everything that you shared with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. I know me too. Like we can talk for hours. (laughs) We really could. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll have to schedule it again. (laughs) We'll have to update. Uh, Yeah. Have you done any of the clubhouse stuff? I have done clubhouse stuff. I hop on there every so often. I'm a member of a few clubs and an admin of one, but I'm always like, oh man, my kids are about to be home. Like when it's prime time for everybody else to hop on, I'm like, eek, y'all are going to hear three babies in the background. And I think (laughs) a lot of people are okay with that, right? That's like our new normal, but it's more so distracting for me to get my thoughts together. Right. <laughs> Try when somebody's asking, right. While somebody's out here asking for applesauce. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It is cool. It's a really neat platform. So yeah, we'll have to circle back at some point and see, you know, where that goes over the next few months. And yeah, there's always social media updates so we can always hop back on. And I can always send more champagne. <laughs> Oh yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, again, I just really appreciate it. Oh yes. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and are able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, join us in the Bubbles and Biz community. We have weekly accountability and open office hour and rotating events like group coaching from me, networking, expert guests, and more. Join us to connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Learn more at bubblesandbiz.co.